Welcome back to City Wrestling Radio. It's February 21st, 2024. I'm your host, Corey Smith, being joined, as always, by my Major League main roster mate himself, Mr. Jose Oseguera. Hey, how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Mr. Smith? I see we're matching hats. That's good news. It is spring again. Uh, well, you know, after the Super Bowl, I was counting down the days to pitchers and catchers reporting. And hey, I think uh, what first spring training game, first spring training game is like in a few days, week or something, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. They were trying to move up the season. I heard, um, but that failed horribly with the players' union. Good news. You know, it it when you have unions involved, I mean. They, you know, they had usually have Test uh, doing some stuff and Big Show and Mankind and, uh, <laughs> you know, the unions never, it, they just usually mess things up. But anyways, we're not here to talk about failed 1990s Attitude Era factions. We're here to talk about a bunch of stuff that's happened uh, last week. Uh, some news, we're going to talk Monday Night Raw from uh, this week and going to take a look at uh, Elimination Chamber heading into uh, next week. So, cool. it's a full house. Let's get right into it because we got a lot, a lot of news, and uh, some of it is a uh, is, is all the unfortunate stuff that we don't want to talk about, but we are going to because yeah, let's get it out of the way. You know, anyways. Okay, so uh, some uh, updates on the Vince McMahon stuff. Uh, Vince McMahon, as you know, uh, sexual allegations, yada yada. You read all the stuff. I too much to go backstory. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, so mm. there has been a, a Chicago-based law firm that is seeking to connect with potential victims and witnesses of abuse within WWE. So uh, this law firm is, uh, uh, is it Pintus and Mullins, uh, renowned as one of the nation's foremost firms in combating sexual abuse, has launched, has launched the website WWEsettlements.com, the web's... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It sounds like a, I mean, it is like a class action lawsuit. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. like one of those ones you go to and it's like, have you been exposed to mesothelioma? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the website aims to uh, reach individuals who may have experienced sexual assault, discomfort and witnessed abuse or uh, perpetrated by Vince McMahon or others within uh, WWE slash UFC is how they're wording it in their. Um, in their website uh with special with a specialization uh they specialize in uh personal personal injury claims and uh boasting over 35 years of experience the firm maintains an a plus rating from the uh better business bureau and that's uh i I heard that's a good company i don't know yeah um so they're seeking more um looking for more victims of the vince mcmahon situation and then this happened uh, a couple days before, I guess Paul Roma, former WWE superstar wrestler Paul Roma, has come out uh, saying a lot of stuff about um, his experience in WWE. Um, I'm just going to read you this quote right here. Um, okay. He says, it wasn't so much Vince McMahon. Well, let me rewind. Okay. So Paul Roma has come forward saying that he has heard many stories of men in WWE being propositioned in the locker room by some of the higher ups in WWE. And he said, quote, it wasn't so much Vince as it was the people he was surrounded by. You're talking about industry where you have young, good looking, well-built men in the ring, half naked, three quarters naked, actually. So, yeah, I mean, it left a door open. He had a lot of people around him. Vice presidents, 
and bookers that were very much into that. They put you in a really, really bad situation, especially once you started making some money, you kind of get comfortable with that. And then you find out that your jobs on the line, either do it or get fired. And I witnessed quite a few that walked away. The money wasn't worth it for them uh, to go down that route, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I thought was kind of vague, you know. Uh, you know what? It, it actually points to uh, a very close and personal friend of Vince McMahon. It's kind of, you know, a uh, nod and a wink. I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think we all can think about who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Paul uh, was asked to clarify this, uh, he says, oh, you know, what, what do you mean by, you know, wrestlers had to do certain things? He says they were asked to do uh, things, sexual things with other men uh, they did not want to do. He says, my former partner being one of them, I was actually in a cab ride in Washington and we were coming back and the gentleman next to me kept saying, it's not worth it. It's not worth the Benjamins. It's not worth the Benjamins. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's not worth it. We got to go back to the hotel. The next day we were filming for our second TV taping and he was gone. He jumped on a flight and went back home, never showed up again to wrestle. And uh, he had an unfortunate accident, uh, hit his head and passed away while he was asleep. Uh, yeah. So Paul Roma is coming out saying all of this now. And um, like I said, it, I want to see more of these victims come forward. I mean, let me rewind and say that I don't want to see like them being like this t- line of victims, but I want to see if there were yeah. victims. I want them to come forward and get the justice that is, uh, you know, deserving um, for them and to Vince McMahon to bring that on him uh, and his, you know, vice president's book or so on and whatever. That being said, I think this website and I think, this thing, this Vince McMahon thing might start getting a little too broad. And I think you're going to start seeing people come out that are just going to say, well, I thought I saw this and I thought I saw that. And, and I think it's really going to take away from the actual victims of this case. And I feel like when you people see that this Paul Roma stuff, when he's saying things that are kind of vague, not saying names, not saying exactly what happened. He's just like, well, you know, they, we were half naked. It was sexual things. What do you, you know? What, what what do you take about all this? What do you think about all this? You know, you know I, I I'm with you. I don't want to see the floodgates opening, and I don't need to see that this. I don't want to say reeks of ambulance chasing, but it kind of you know gives me a false sense, right? Yeah. Um, especially when the headline reads, "You could be in for a substantial settlement." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, you know that 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 you know that that's uh it, there's a bad aura about that yeah. um this paul roma stuff is uh you know i don't want to doubt victims but he is not a victim he's supposed yeah, yeah, to be exactly. a whistleblower. yeah he's never claimed to be a victim he never said he was a victim of sexual assault and he said he has heard of people who were victims yeah you know hearsay that that's not admissible in court <laughs> i think i don't know i'm not a lawyer um but yeah it's not if i remember correctly paul roma was pre-attitude era we're talking about hulk hogan era yes we're talking late about 80s i believe late right? 80s right yeah. yeah so 
And I think, if memory serves me correctly, uh, Benjamins, referring to money as Benjamins, mm-hmm. wasn't a thing until like the mid 90s. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This, that that kind of hits the ear a little wrong, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, we're speculating. We don't know. These are allegations. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, but <laughs> we're, we're two wrestling fans uh, uh, speculating on, you know, sexual assault cases. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, if, you, know if the, you, in- you know, the actual validity of what we're saying here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and of course, if you are a victim, we feel for you. Go get your money. Go get your comeuppance. And I hope the people that did yeah. the abuse serve their time. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And uh, uh, yeah, but seeing uh, I, I just don't want to start, start seeing, you know, people come out of the woodwork and, you know, yeah, just no, try and, to get and, money. And we know uh, wrestling is a very professional wrestling. It's a very sketch sport. More so in the earlier days than it is nowadays. I don't want to say I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, but I get creepier vibes from the 80s and 70s than I do from the 2020s. So this is one of those dudes. I'll leave it at that. Well, I'm glad you actually said it because that's the perfect segue to move on to our next story. Is one that I marked as number three for today, but we're going to use it as number two because Ooh. you just gave me the perfect opening. You said wrestling uh, was a little creepier in the 80s, but hey. Mr. Velveteen Ooh. Dream just made his return to the wrestling ring uh, this last weekend. I really stepped on that one. Uh, Velveteen Dream, real name Patrick Clark, made his surprising uh, return to the ring at Dyn- at a Dynasty event held in Albany, New York last Saturday. The uh, once prominent figure in WWE interrupted the opening match to issue an open challenge to any willing opponent. American muscle Alec Odin stepped up. For the challenge only to be defeated by dream later in the night uh dream has uh notably notably been absent since wwe since his release in may of 2021 um you know his last appearance dates back to december 23rd of 2020 uh on an edition of nxt where he lost to adam cole um and as you may remember uh dream's career has kind of been overshadowed by controversy uh, since leaving WWE prior to his departure, he faced se- uh, serious allegations of sending sexually explicit images to minors online. Um, you know, uh, technically nothing was ever proven, uh, you know, uh, but there were these claims. Um, WWE addressed these allegations with Triple H stating that the investigation found no evidence against Dream, but yet they released him. Um you know, I don't know if those are connected. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, in August of 2022, Dream faced uh, more legal troubles when he was arrested twice within a week. The first arrest on August 20th related to uh, first degree battery and trespassing. And six days later, he was arrested again, uh, this time on charges related to drug paraphernalia. Um, and yeah, uh, but yeah, Dream coming back to the ring. You know, we talk all the time about you know, things that should and shouldn't be pushed, um, Jose. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is kind of a different subject. Like, does this is a hard question. Hmm. Does Dream deserve a second chance in wrestling? (sighs) Yeah, I've molded over. I've gone back and forth, left and right, up and down with this. Um, I think eventually he he 
he should get a second chance. Is it too soon? Probably. Um, yeah. We should probably get to the bottom of all the allegations. I mean, these arrests, we've seen wrestlers go through a ton worse. I mean, there's been plenty of guys that do this DUI thing over and over and can't oh, get over yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, d- drugs and alcohol, it's the way of the world nowadays. Um, I See, I'm more, you I'm know, talking about the allegations of sending. The allegation. okay, the allegation. okay. Drugs, alcohol, the way of the world, blah, 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 blah. Allegations, we need more, uh, we need a better investigation. Mm-hmm. We need better facts. We need to know what the hell exactly is going on. There's a reason why he was fired. Um, somebody must have got word or seen some images, something. If that's the case, I mean, was it someone that was 17 going on 18? That, that shouldn't be the important it, this guy's dirty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things like uh, personally, you know, morally, if you know, it really all depends on, you know, the allegations, because, you know, if yeah, if it's just the drugs and alcohol, battery, drug, paraphernalia, whatever, dude. Yeah, get back in the ring. Yeah. Fuck it. Smoke some, you know, smoke some dope, whatever. I don't care. Be safe. Don't smoke dope, but like, you know, smoke some dope. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, you're doing the damage to yourself. Right. But when you're dealing with kids, man, that's that that's a no go for me, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's one thing. It's like I think a, cl- a close eye needs to be kept on him. You know, yes, very uh, close, yes. you know, if if these rumors start coming out again, like if we start hearing, Hey, you know, somebody comes out to say, I would just got received the message or, Hey, you know, he was creepy to me at a show. Like, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't like short leash, you know, pick everything. He says like, Oh, you know, he gave a hug to somebody walking down to the ring. Oh, you know, he, mm-hmm. come on. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, yeah. And all this stuff that happened afterwards just screams immaturity, especially those EC three stories. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know that's why I say it takes a little bit while to to be forgiven. You got to grow up. You got to you know stop living that immature life. And we got to find out exactly what happened with these uh, th- this communication with a minor. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know the the promotion came out afterwards and you know said you know we took a chance on somebody and we're glad we gave him a second chance. And it's like. All right, cool. You know, yeah, um, you know, and I'm sure he's not making top dollar in the indie circuit. No, oh God, I'm sure. No. People, I'm sure people aren't clamoring to hire him. Um, yeah, wait and see. I, I say wait till the next 35. It's crazy because I remember seeing that guy wrestle at uh, NXT Takeover, like War Games in Los Angeles in like 2018 against uh, mm-hmm. Ch- Tommaso Ciampa for the title, mm-hmm. NXT title. And it's like, man, he's wrestling here in front of everybody. And then you cut to like this last weekend where he's just at an indie show with like a hundred people, maybe. Dude, he was on the cusp. He's about to break through. Yeah. Oh, he, like, was- he was in line. And you know what's you know what's crazy? It's I didn't get the gimmick at the beginning. And you guys got on me, you harped on me. No, no, the guy's great, the guy's great. Little by little, I started liking him. And then I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's great. And then boom. You're like, oh, See, I told you. you told you guys he's, he's shit. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I personally hope, you know, we don't hear anything more about Velveteen Dream as in, you know, I, only I, positive. I, I only, only want to hear positive things about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see him uh, get married to some sugar mama who's like 60 years old. 
Because <laughs> honestly, that would suit his character. That would it suit would. His, like having like a 60 year old sugar mama. Just saying mm-hmm. would be great for the Velveteen Dream, especially now that he's like he could be like the poor Velveteen Dream. Oh, my God. The nice. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, something a little bit uh, a little lighthearted, a little lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. someone who's definitely not poor. Someone oh. who's definitely showing off their money again is uh, The Rock. I guess I shouldn't do that voice anymore, but whatever. <laughs> it helps me clear my throat when, I, when yeah, I'm on yeah, there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yes, okay. This last week, uh, Roman Reigns and the rest of the bloodline addressed the WWE Universe. This is on SmackDown. Um, he says, "What this is one notable addition to the bloodline now is, uh, you know, The Rock is now officially part of the bloodline but there is some speculation well i mean technically as of right now he is officially Mm -hmm. a bloodline uh roman says he is he says he is and uh everyone thinks he is so i mean it could be a secret um inside job you know so okay people are speculating this because uh during this the rock cut a promo he came out wearing his uh versace uh cutoff vest Everyone's it's a jabroni shirt. Everyone says it's the it's the five hundred dollar shirt he wore from from the nineties, but it's not. It's, uh, it's and, not. And, and let's just be real here. Uh, a five hundred dollar shirt today would only be of would only have been of worth like two hundred something dollars back in the day, yeah, because of inflation. So if he spends five hundred dollars <laughs> on a shirt now, it's not that cool. Just saying, it's not great. Yeah, it might as well be a Kanye West shirt. Uh, so during the promo, he said uh, he kind of went on and saying, like, you are going to be the loser. And, he, you know, in the promo, he was saying talking about Cody, but then he pointed right at Roman when he says you are going to lose. And Roman wasn't looking. Exactly. So and then afterwards, everyone held up the one to acknowledge, you know, the bloodline. But uh, somebody held up an L. An L or a Bullet Club? Oh, oh. See, I, it's funny. A lot of people were like, oh, uh, Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Uh, mm. I think even, uh, was it Colton or Austin Gunn tweeted, like, everyone wants to be a part of the gang. Uh, yeah. But I, but now that I start thinking about it, I think it might have been an L for a loser. You know? You know you know what came to my mind? What was that? He was just an out-of-touch old man. And he thought he was doing the cool thing, but he wasn't doing the cool thing. Could've, he was doing it wrong. Could have been. He was dead like this. <laughs> Could have been, because uh, yeah. first off, The Rock looked so weird in his uh, Versace vest, again sleeveless. Vest. Because yeah. I mean, sleeveless shirt. Yeah, I'm so used to The Rock being like just wearing like the sleek black clothes now, you know, mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. look cool. You know, h- yeah. him with a tank top and black slacks, cool. Him, mm-hmm. him with this on, I'm like, dude, you are playing The Rock from the '90s. Yeah, you need to. You don't have the sideburns anymore, bro. That, that being said, it's like I wonder if Rock. You know, this is just like to play into the inside job thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is you know him saying, "Oh, how can I be a heel? I the only way I know how to be a heel is to say, you know, shove it up your candy asses. This is the largest gathering of trailer park trash this side of the Mississippi or whatever he said." Yeah. It just I don't know. What do you think? Do you think The Rock is doing an inside job, or do you think this is all legit? Um, I'm gonna say this is all legit just because uh, they want us to think that. I don't. I I really don't think that they're that smart. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 geniuses. Let's just admit, right? They're making you know money hand and fist over hand and fist up, whatever the saying goes. They're making a ton of money off of us. Um, do they have the creativity to pull a swerve like this? Maybe, but I'm just gonna go ahead and just believe that it's not that we're looking way too much into it. Um, I'm gonna treat it at as face value yeah you know the only thing to me that would make me think that this is not uh a swerve and it was just rock just like you said being uh being the out of touch dad you know um is the fact that they're building up this tag match between rock and roman versus seth and cody why would they have this tag match if rock is just doing an inside job to you know what i mean like why would he it doesn't make sense to me. And, 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 yeah. and he wouldn't turn on Roman at that match. He would do it at the main, the main Cody Roman match. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? There was something else that has me, you know, leaning the other way. What was that? And that was the exit uh, of the bloodline. Roman made, made his way out, almost turning his back on the rock. Okay. So it's either some for real, like I'm, I'm over this shit. Or it's, you know, feeding into the fact that he's little brother, that he's the the little kid still, you know, running around behind the rock. Oh, you know, you, you, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Um, you saw, so that, you that, saw that, Young Rock. You, 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 I saw Young Rock. He was hanging all over the rock when he was a little kid, little toddler. What are we going to fight, Cousin Rocky? Come on. Said, said Joe, that match has to be a, a big event called <laughs> Something Mania. I don't know what it's called yet, but... Uh, you. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that that would feed into it too, right? Uh, but I'm still just gonna take it off face value for what it is. I think they're still, you know, booking on the fly. I don't think they know what they're gonna do this Friday. Ah, uh, is, is there something Friday? No, uh, well, no, Friday? Uh, Friday is a pre. It was already taped. Okay. Yeah, and the Raw actually was the last live thing before Elimination Chamber. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, because NXT was taped and so was mm-hmm. SmackDown. So Shotzi is already on the operation table. I, yes, she is. That that is also that was something coming out of NXT. You know, Shotzi uh, getting hurt and them having an impromptu NXT women's title match with uh, was it Lash Legend and uh, uh, Lyra Valkyria? Valkyria. Yeah, she's the, the Bird Lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a bird. Uh, but anyways, let's uh, well, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit Monday Night Raw uh, from this okay. week. Um, the show kicked off what I thought was a fan because there's a lot of WrestleMania stuff I kind of want to talk about um, going into this so we could talk about okay. all through here um, kicked off with the match between Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes uh, Cody uh, getting beat not cleanly but you know mm-hmm. suffering only his second loss in WWE since coming back. Exactly the way he lost against Roman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, exactly. With uh, both uh, Jimmy uh, Uso and uh, Solo Sokoa coming out to the ring. Uh, Jimmy with the first distraction and Solo hitting the spike on Cody. Uh, Drew playing the role of uh, Mr. Hypocrite, uh, getting the Claymore and the pin uh, using the help of the bloodline. Someone, and it's like his whole thing has been being screwed over by the bloodline and now he's accepting the help of the bloodline. So mm-hmm. um, then we had uh, a video package by Andrade El Idolo. looks like he's actually going to be using that nickname in WWE, which like it 
I prefer better than Andrade Cien Almas. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, do I? Ah, eh, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I like them both. He's fine. I I like Andrade Cien Almas El Idolo. <laughs> yeah, the above. I mean his song when he used to come out would be like El Idolo. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm all cool with it. I I like his. Uh, you know, this is uh, light years better than when he was in NXT, and he was like, he was like a. I feel like he was like a male stripper, right? Like yeah, he, yeah. Because he had like the the suspenders, but he also had like a fedora, and, and no shirt on. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. is this guy like a really bad strip, like a party stripper from the Midwest? Mm-hmm. You know. And he also mentioned a legado, just like oh. legado de fantasma. Yeah. I didn't. I, and he's talking about his. Yeah, he was talking about his family and also my wife. He said his wife is. Didn't say who she was. So it's still a mystery. Who is his mystery wife? <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I wonder if they'll ever pair them up together. I'm sure they're doing each other's moves. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they are. Well, you know, Andrade always busted <laughs> out the um, the figure eight. Yeah, even in mm-hmm. AEW, he'd do the figure eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which totally I thought was not. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have uh, Seth Rollins appearing backstage. This is when Cody's getting checked out by the medical staff, and Cody or uh, Seth just comes up and kind of patches. Yeah, kind of. Well, because he offered his help last week. He said, mm-hmm. "You know, you can't fight the bloodline on your own. You're gonna need help." And yeah, this is you. And I think this was the moment when uh, Cody was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need your help, aren't I?" Mm-hmm. So uh, they didn't really say much, but. They actually didn't say anything. It was just kind of uh it was all in the eyes. Yeah, you think they're teasing an Avengers moment here where they where they all come together, everybody that the bloodline has uh wronged, everybody comes together to avenge. Well, maybe the a, wrong. Maybe a team of like uh of uh, Rock and Jay and Seth. You know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. like that. Something okay. because I could see them I, I want to see Jay Uso kind of play into that. You know, well, it's Jimmy and Jay totally at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think is, yeah, it's, it's, it's all over the place. Cause I feel like there's a lot of pivoting happening on raw. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that like we thought was going to happen at WrestleMania. We're like, Oh, I'm like, Oh yeah. Braun breakers for sure. And he could still face uh, uh, Gunther, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought they were going to continue the Jay Uso and Gunther stuff, but no. Anyways, yeah, speaking of changes, we have the women's battle royal, which I thought this last uh, person in this elimination chamber was going to be Jade Cargill. Even with us uh, SmackDown this last week, she was in the segment, you know, she was. kind of hinting that she would be in the elimination. She was totally like, oh, I can't ha- I can't handle this. This whole contract thing. I'm supposed to be a star. What are you guys doing here? Yeah, exactly. So it's a little weird that they have this battle royal and then we have uh Miss uh, back muscles herself, Raquel Rodriguez. Oh, not anymore. When she came in, she didn't do the whole back thing. She didn't. And I wonder if that was a Vincism. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy she didn't do the back thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was totally. But uh, she's she's fighting for me because, you know, I have eczema. She has eczema. She's fighting for all mm-hmm. of us with eczema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like the thing she had to like take time off for. It. She had like really bad eczema. Yeah. Yeah. So she's fighting for all of us with eczema. Um, but she won the battle royal, earning her spot in the women's elimination chamber. And then we have a did you okay, really quick, did you half wish Chelsea won that one? Mm. Just a, a little bit, just a little bit. So, okay, here's the thing about Chelsea Green. The end of the match, 
there was a great moment where um, Raquel is standing in the ring. She thinks she wins and Chelsea Green sneaks up behind her thinking that, you know, oh, Chelsea's going to throw her out. But no, Raquel just grabs her and tosses her out of the ring. Actually, I didn't hope Chelsea win because mm-hmm. I listened to an interview recently that uh, Chelsea Green did with uh, Chris Van Vliet uh, yeah, on, on his podcast. I think it's called Insight or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. But it was a really good interview. And she was just like, I don't want to be a winner like in WWE. Like, I don't want to be a world. She was, that's not what Chelsea Green is. Chelsea Green, you're supposed to look at her and cringe. You're supposed to look at her and think, oh, I dated that girl. I knew that girl. Like, that girl's crazy. Get her away from me. She's yeah. there to create moments and maybe and create. Entertain. Entertain. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe that moment isn't, you know, being in a championship match. You know, maybe that moment will be in, and maybe she'll get her. She'll get. It, it would have. It would have been a really cool elimination chamber match, you know. It, Seeing her run away from everybody, trying to avoid, you know, uh, being thrown off the top of those uh, chambers. Yeah, and I do like how the uh, the ring announcer—I can't remember her name right now—but she's doing the Chelsea Green intro again. Yeah, Chelsea I Green. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. Um, then we have a uh, segment with uh, Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax being interviewed by Michael Cole. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. It wasn't really anything to the segment. Uh, I was today years old when I found out that both ladies were born in Australia. Is this fact? Wait, Nia Jax was born in Australia. Oh, what, I, was, was she a military baby? She might have been a military so. yeah, child. Yeah. So, that you know, that would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And, you know, Wikipedia, anybody can go in there and change stuff. So, I mean, yeah. hey. We should we should ask her next time we see her. Okay, so now this next segment, I honestly think this guy is going to be the most over guy at WrestleMania, and I'm starting to see it. And you slowly build. Our truth mm-hmm. is going to be we're going to have our truth mania. I'm calling it right now. I don't. I don't remember ever. Okay, number one, the crowd was hot for everyone. Yeah, on Raw. Yeah, they were especially hot for our truth. And they were, what was the last time you heard of our truth? chant? Yeah. Everyone was chanting for our truth. Um, yeah, what? So I, mean, I love it. Personally. I mean, yeah. you want to get to the WWE fans heart. You do a comedy like mm-hmm. you do good wrestling. Plus, you know, have good in ring skills, but then just do comedy because this whole segment, it was like an expose on the judgment day. You know, whether truth was really a member of the judgment day or not. And it was great. Um, you know, he's wearing a poncho outside. And then when he comes to the ring, it, it's storming in California. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's there's an atmospheric river. Yes. Every freaking day, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he comes out to the ring, he's still wearing the poncho. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, he comes out to the ring because he's about to have an eight man tag match. Uh, it's the Miz, Gargano, Champa, and Truth versus uh, Judgment Day. Judgment Day did beat them. DX was DX. Did he, what did he say? Uh, D- oh yeah, he kept going on about DX. That's what I was hoping yeah. he would come out and take off the poncho and he had a DX shirt under. Oh, that would have been great. That yeah. would have been funny. But um, uh, then we have uh, backstage Jackie interviewing uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami made uh, he was there. He said he had to make a difficult decision. Um, he said he had to hit the pause button on this issue with Drew McIntyre uh, because it's become an, an obsession and says uh, it, he's gotten this way before and he really needed to focus on his path to WrestleMania. He needed to trust the feeling in his gut. 
that not only there was a path to WrestleMania, but the chance to do something historic. And he said, I will be a champion. <laughs> so this is just out of left field. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, cause we've had him and drew McIntyre going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for weeks, you know? And I honestly thought they could have, if they put Drew as the world champion, Sami Zayn could be his first competitor and have Sami win the title at SummerSlam. Hmm. You know, I thought that would have yeah. been a good, uh, good thing. But now it seems like they're positioning him as the one to beat Gunther. That's what that's I. That's exactly what that's that was my thinking exactly. Yeah, and they're gonna put McIntyre into this program with Seth that he's still in. Um, yeah, they'll continue that post Mania. Well, that, you know, I guess we'll talk about it later, but yeah, it's just, it's really weird because I felt like this was another pivot and I was wondering why though, like what, like I, I know Sami Zayn, he's great, but he's Mm -hmm. just been kind of on ice the past couple of months. Like Drew McIntyre has been hot. Um, Braun Breaker has been a hot, uh, Jay Uso has been hot. All -hmm. these guys have been on the upward trajectory, but Sami Zayn, he's just I'm sorry, but he's on that, you know, it's a little limbo. Yeah. Flatline right now. Mm-hmm. I think this uh, little mini program with Shinsuke is going to do a lot for him. Um, if they, you know, rock the house in the next couple shows, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see where both guys go. I do like how Shinsuke just like calls everyone out over video now. Sammy. Like he's just like Cody, Sammy. <laughs> he just appears on a video. Like he never, yeah. he doesn't come out anymore to talk. He just appears on a video from some boiler room. Uh, mm-hmm. That he probably bought from mankind. I'm sure he's renting the boiler rooms from mankind. Subleasing, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have uh, a women's elimination chamber promo. By that, I mean Becky Lynch came out to the ring, and I don't know what it was, but I felt the crowd was dead for this segment. Oh yeah, it, it was. Like, you know, they're like they're she, exhausted. Like she, they were just cheering for our truth. She well, here's the thing: she even tried to like say something about like our truth. She's like, she's like, when I go face Rhea Ripley, who's up the judgment day? They're all truth haters, aren't they? And the crowd was like, yeah, don't try to use us for that. Like, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. do that to us, Becky. Yeah, but how do you like my hat? Yeah, she like, made a hey. joke about her hat, and they're like. All right, it stays. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And even Liv Morgan comes out. She's like, "I like your hat, Becky, but I don't like that you think you're gonna win the elimination chamber." Oh, I, I love, I love Liv, but, but yeah, it was very flat. It was very flat. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, all the women kind of came out one by one, and then Nia Jax came out and uh, took them all down, took them all apart. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was in response to us believing that it's a already for, a foretold conclusion that it's going to be Becky and Rhea at Mania. It's already, Nia Jax is already in the back of our minds, so they're trying to push her into a front of our mind so we can have something to root against come this Saturday at 2 a.m. Hey, you know, 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, Get up early. Uh, I think I get off work at 3 a.m. that day, so I'll have an hour to watch beforehand. Well, there you go. Just I just got to get my stuff done early, and I can watch Mm -hmm. at work. If you're my boss and you're watching this right now, I'm not going to be watching wrestling at work. You know, don't worry. You don't have to check on me. Just no. Don't worry. Job comes first. Yeah, don't worry. Absolutely. Anyways, uh, then we had Chad Gable defeating Ivar. One. Oh, finally. 
one thing I thought was funny about Ivar, as somebody pointed mm-hmm. out online, they're like, why is Ivar just like, Ivar's just some guy who hangs out with his best friend's wife all the time. Yeah. It's just a little weird. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't know who she was married to. I knew it was one of the two. I didn't know which one. Yeah, she's married to the other one. Not all, all, Viking, all Vikings look alike to me. Hey, man, I'm sure I'm sure somebody out there be like, no, we don't. And then his buddy would come up and he also has like a he's also bald with a big beard, <laughs> a red beard. Yeah. Um, and then we have the main event of the evening. Uh, Gunther defeating Jey Uso to retain his title. Uh, but this wasn't without controversy because, uh, again, Jimmy Uso uh, made his uh, presence felt um after what i believe it was like what like five spears four or five spears and uso splashed jay had that match won. jay was about mm-hmm. to be crowned the new intercontinental champion and the fans were hot for this they wanted to see the title change and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden when the the referee hits to um jimmy uso starts beating on the ring bell Mm-hmm. kind of sound i kind of reminded me i was like is jbl coming out what the hell's going on um <laughs> uh, but uh he starts banging on the ring bell and everyone just stops and looks over uh gunther i believe did he win with a roll-up right or like a reversal yeah uh it was like a reversal a handful, yeah. of tights, handful of tights probably and uh yeah so Gunther retained his title, and now, like you said, it's obviously going to be Jimmy versus Jay. Probably night one of WrestleMania, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know because, like, you saw we saw that one on one stare down at the Royal Rumble, and it was like, like nobody cared. Like yeah. it was like like people were supposed to be like, what brother versus brother, what? But we saw that yeah. months earlier. And now yeah. we're gonna just gonna see it again yeet versus no yeet. Yeah, and it's it's super predictable. Yeah, and people love, but people do love Jay Uso right now. Yeah, they do. Don't don't be surprised if this uh, curtain jerks night one or night two. Oh, I, I totally see it as a hot opener. Yeah, uh, or what should be a hot opener on paper. No, definitely. Um, but I definitely think they'll play into the main. They, you know, they'll both play into the main event of WrestleMania too. Hundred percent. Yeah, they're 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 both they're due for run-ins on night one and night two. Yeah. Um. So that was Monday Night Raw. I mean, overall, I thought it was a decent show. Next week they're in San Jose. It was a fun show. It was hot. Crowd was hot, except for that one little moment. But yeah, it was cool. It was fun, entertaining. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like I said, next week they're in San Jose. It's our backyard. I might go. I don't know. I I've declared that i would never go to monday night raw again i believe after mm-hmm. 20 whatever but i don't know man it's pretty it's it's been pretty hot lately <laughs> I, yeah i, I yeah. kind of want to go <laughs> yeah yeah no remember that was a um, peak uh meddling mcmahon oh god yeah so right yeah and i just i got tired i just got so tired of like okay stand up oh they're going live oh sit back down oh they're going mm-hmm. live again stand up everyone she sit back. It, it's like going to church but <laughs> you know what i mean yes you're right Where it's I like mean, yeah. stand up kneel down sit down stand up like what like i don't know and it was just a lot of commercials being played in the show i don't know i yeah. i hope this will be different i hope going to monday night raw next week because they are going to have the New Day versus Imperium, uh, which is going to be a good match. And also, I believe uh, I just sent it to someone earlier to my buddy who I wanted to go to the show with. 
it is going to be I didn't pull that, but I think Shinsuke versus is it Shinsuke and Sammy's next week. Cool. So that'll be a cool match. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, we have a pay-per-view this week or a premium live event happening this yes. weekend. Uh, as you mentioned, the Elimination Chamber happening in Perth, Australia. Uh, couldn't point to it on a map if you asked me to. Sorry, I just, I don't know. No way. I'm going to guess Western Australia. But I was thinking the same thing. You hey, read my mind. Well, uh, you know, they say is West Side is the best side. So there you go. double down on that. Um, but Perth, Australia, it's happening at 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Pacific. So either get that pot of coffee ready early or just do not look at Twitter in the middle of the night. Turn off all notifications. Yeah. Um, when you wake up in the morning, don't pick up your phone. Yeah. But, the you know, the one thing about this is they're making these shows like Elimination Chamber. Uh, there's only four matches scheduled as of right now. Um, but they're making these shows feel like really, really big. And if you look at the yeah. card, like there's really nothing that big on the card. You know, yeah. like we have yeah, Elimination. No, if, you, if you pardon the pun, this looks like NXT on steroids. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but WWE has made this felt like a big card coming up and it's mm-hmm. gotten me excited. I want to watch it. It's not like the old days where it's like Elimination Chamber. Like, yeah, OK, I'll check out the the results afterwards. Like, I'm going to come home and I'm going to make sure to have coffee and stay up to finish watching it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'll try. But I, I, I can only promise you the opening match. Uh, well, like I said, there's four matches scheduled uh, with also a segment. So uh, let's start things off with the tag team match. It's for the undisputed tag team titles. Uh, Judgment Day defending their titles against the team of uh, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. I believe they're calling themselves the new Catch Republic, right? I think so. Something like that, yeah. Everyone's got to be a catch something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a cool wrestling thing. But, you know, yeah, Judgment Day is not losing their titles to the pay-per-view no. before mania come on they're, no. they're retaining those titles so those titles are for miz and our truth to win at mania like Probably. dude the second truth gets to hold those two titles over his head like and we get we get like parody miz shirts remember the becky two belt shirt there's going to be an our yes. truth two belt shirt there's oh, going to be things be like that it's going to be great yeah. and we're going to love it um oh uh, unless they pull the rug right from under us and new day a uh, new day <laughs> and judgment day just fully embraces the new art truth and he joins the fold and they kick out jd uh i don't see them going that way i just don't but there's a chance there's a chance it could happen yeah uh, we have the Elimination Chamber uh, match, the Women's Elimination Chamber match for a Women's World Championship match at WrestleMania. We have Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus Tiffany Stratton versus Naomi uh, versus Raquel Rodriguez. Um, who do you think is winning this match, Jose? Okay, there's only two outcomes. Either Liv or Becky come out on top, and I am putting my money on Becky. I mean, it seems they're positioning Becky at that top position, uh, but they have been mm-hmm. building up Liv for the last couple of weeks ever since her return uh, for her, from her old uh, pot possession charge. <laughs> Smoking <Yeah>. the room. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> kidding. 
It, it's just funny because we're we live in California where it's like mm-hmm. legal like you're 21 you can just go buy pot on the street and a cop you can i i could walk past a cop with a bag of weed and as long as i'm not smoking it you know it's fine mm-hmm. but you know in other parts of the country i guess it's not okay to do that yeah especially in florida uh, especially in florida well you know I, they have too many alligators down there so i feel like if everyone was if everyone was <laughs> stoned down there alligators would have taken over that whole state <laughs> they need you quick on your feet you know um yeah no i mean hell uh, bianca belair i don't see her winning match because honestly if mm-hmm. she doesn't win you put her in a match with uh, jade cargill at mania because that's the i say you sit on that that's that's money waiting to be cashed in. You save that for 2025. They could. And and there's uh, some talk that Jade isn't WWE ready. Well, if you know what I mean. That's what I've heard. And, you know, uh, I guess. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Naomi, don't see her winning. Uh, Raquel, don't see her winning. Uh, Tiffany Stratton, unfortunately, I don't see her winning. Uh, be, even with that uh segment on Monday Night Raw, I didn't even mention that that women's segment. Oh yeah, yeah. Tiffany Stratton, you know she she was great in NXT. She was mm-hmm. she's fun. She was funny. She like played a character, and I feel like in NXT they allowed you to play a character. Whereas in WWE, I feel like people are a little bit more anxious. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't have that. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. comfortable to do their character. They're just like. Well- yeah, NXT as a, as a whole, ever since the the, the you know the uh, neon light revamp, um, it's been coming off very cornbally. Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to be a little bit of a cornball, a little bit of a you know, eighties yeah. wow yeah. wrestling type of yeah. character. Um, it doesn't work here in the big time. Uh, so yeah, isn't she a last minute swap out for Shotzi though? No, no. Plan wasn't for Shotzi. No, she she, she won a match. She won a match. I mean, it could have been planned to be Shotzi, but Tiffany beat somebody to get into the match last week. Okay. Did she? Yeah. Maybe she beat Zelina. I think she might have. Oh yeah, probably. I think she might have beaten Zelina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, interference from the uh, from the Elect- what you call it? Yeah. Electra Lopez. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Becky Lynch on that one because it just makes because yeah. whether it's Rhea Ripley, whether it's Nia Jax, uh, Becky's the one position to face either. Of it, them. it makes it makes sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, and speaking of that match, the women's world championship match, uh, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. I'm gonna go on a limb and just say Nia or uh, Rhea Ripley retains the title here. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, Nia. She's at home. Yeah, Rhea. Yeah, Rhea uh, retains uh, that title. But what do you think? Yeah, if if Vince was in charge, Nia wins. Because Vince hates it when you're at home, Bailey, and you're going up a hometown crowd, Bailey, and he hates giving you the win, Bailey. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, this new regime, new attitudes, Rhea Ripley for the win. She's your most over uh, heel in all of wrestling. That being said, Naya is The Rock's cousin. Ah, you're right, and he sits on the board. He sits on the board, man. Uh, and and I do think he's someone that wants to push his family. And I don't think he would actually like in real life bury someone or be like, no, take that title off Rhea. I want to put see it on Nia Jax. I don't think he's pulling shoes, but you know, there could be like a, hey, why don't you put Nia over? You know, like why not? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And according to the show, if you've seen Young Rock, everybody out there, you can attest, um, uh, Grandma Rock. Was actually a booker 
uh, in Hawaii. So it, it only makes sense that he has it in his blood. Even his mom spent some time booking some events back in the day, according to the show. I don't know for real, but uh, according to the show, it runs in the family. So TBD, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to Hawaii in uh, July for the first time. Sweet. Yeah, I, uh, it's great. It's just great over there, dude. I love it. I, uh, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'm only there for like five days. I'm hoping I could find some sort of wrestling out there, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, both. Theory. Okay. Uh, then the Elimination Chamber match for a uh, World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul. Who do you got, Jose? Logan Paul already has a title. Kevin Owens, maybe. Maybe. LA Knight, I think his time has gone and passed. Bobby Lashley, I think he has other things on the horizon. Randy Orton can't take a bump, so Drew McIntyre is my pick. Drew McIntyre does make the most sense, but if they're, you know, pivoting left and right and, you know, they're taking all these sharp left turns uh, mm-hmm. to keep us on our toes, I'm going to go on a limb here. And, and, you know, okay, what I think what really would happen, Dude, I think, don't go the way I think, I, I think Drew's going to win. What I think okay. might happen. Oh, my God, please don't say it. I think Logan Paul could win. Oh, I knew it. I think Logan Paul could win. <laughs> Dude, he is the most, he's one of the most famous people on the planet like wrestling and yeah. having him he has like 75 billion followers yes i know and I know. The, he wrestled seth rollins last year i believe at he's, Mania, a, right? he's, he's a very good athlete and Fuck, i hate saying all these things and about and, <laughs> and uh having a title for title match and you could even put two titles back on seth you know if it is title for title i don't mm-hmm. say take that title off because if it is logan versus uh seth who could still, who could still come in and cash in you could still have Damian Priest walk out the uh, the champion. Okay, I like that caveat. So okay. the fact that Logan Paul's wrestling, um, you know, w- could wrestle Seth Rollins for the title mm-hmm. doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's going to walk out champion, and it doesn't mean Seth's going to walk out with the U.S. champion. You're right. You're right. I th- and it, it it does add to the accolades that Logan Paul is collecting right now. Exactly. So I think no matter what, Drew is going to walk out with that world championship that night. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think that about does it here for us today, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Ooh. Action-packed. There we go. Can't, can't wait for next week. Uh, we will be back next week with a review of uh, Elimination Chamber, plus Elimination all, Chamber. all that uh, all that news, all that uh, that that juicy news that'll come out this week. I don't know what. Jeez. I mean. No more allegations, please. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to deal with all that this week. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. I want a fun time. I don't want to be all down. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, okay, let's get out of here. Uh, for City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Jose Osegada. Hey, look at that. You didn't freeze this time. And we will see you oh, next bye. time. Uh, take care. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.